greatest symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production.
to the Hogan Era Podcast. I am your host, J.P. John Paz, and each and every week here on the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting feed on the Hogan Era Podcast, we're talking about the greatest era ever in the history of professional wrestling, 1984 to 1993, the Hogan Era, where Hulk Hogan's reign of dominance was aplenty as Vince McMahon ran amok over the territories and basically took over the globe in the wrestling business and all thanks to the immortal Hulk Hogan. When you look at this era, obviously Hogan is just one vital key, the main key, but there's also the great feuds that he had along this period of time. We've talked about Rowdy Roddy Piper and King Kong Bundy and Andre the Giant, but we have yet to talk about the toughest man ever in the history of the business, one of the all-time greats, and that is Haku, a.k.a. King Haku, King Tonga, if you will. And it's funny, like, you think about it, okay, it was kind of a secondary feud or, you know, like a Saturday Night's Man event feud or just a house show feud. But if you think about it, can you get any more legit than Haku? You're just a complete tough guy, just a complete badass, cool gimmick. Obviously, when you pair him with Bobby the Brain Heenan, what a, a great combination you have there. Literally, brains and the brawn. I just love also that Hulk is buddies with Haku behind the scenes, so you know that he's trying to get him a push and give him some TV time and put him in important matches and give him an important role because it's his buddy and that's what Hulk does. He definitely... It looks out for his friends. He's very, very trustworthy in that way, and he's very, very loyal to his friends. So really, Haku, if you will, debuts in the WWF in 1985. I know a lot of people say 86, but technically King Tonga did debut January of 85. He actually defeated Bob Orton in a house show believe it or not, and also Jimmy Snuka and King Tonga would defeat Orndorff and Piper at a house show in Baltimore, Maryland. So, I mean, he immediately gets in there, and they, you know, they have a high hopes for him. He has a little bit of a setback. He comes back in August of 85 and starts a, a bit of a, a winning streak. He actually has a, a big match in Montreal, a part of the International Wrestling and WWF event in 85 at the Montreal Forum. Dino Bravo and King Tonga defeat Iron Sheik and Nikolai Pokoff. Then King Tonga has a bunch of wins through 1985. It's almost like they're breeding him to be like the next Jimmy Snooker. Jimmy Snooker was one of the most over guys of all time, especially for the WWF. And when Backlund was champion, really the guy who's most over was Snooker. It was almost like, why isn't he champion? He should be champion instead of Backlund. It is what it is, and that's a different story for a different day. And not that's pre-Hogan era, of course, so not really the Hogan era. But here in the Hogan era, it's almost like, okay, we have King Tonga. Maybe he could take over and be that Islander and be that guy from Samoa and really from Tonga that will take over the reins for Jimmy Superfly Snuka because he gets a, a lot of uh, you know big-time big, big time wins in October of 85, two back-to-back -back losses with Dino you know, Bravo. Both, well, one is in Montreal, Quebec. One is in Quebec City. The Dream Team of Beefcake and Valentine defeats Bravo and King Tonga. That's defending their tag titles. And the next night, or a few nights later, excuse me, the Hart Foundation, Brett, and the Anvil defeat Dino Bravo and King Tonga, which is really his first losses. I know it's technically international wrestling and it's technically in Montreal, but those are really technically his first losses in, in the WWF because he pretty much goes on, on a big-time undefeated streak for quite a while until losing again to the Dream Team, this time teaming with Mike Rotundo, and that would be November 1985 at a house show in Kansas City, Missouri. 
He would even team up with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat on Championship Wrestling from Poughkeepsie, New York on 12-385. Good little tag team there. They defeat Butcher Vashon and Terry Gibbs. So very interesting stuff as far as like where they thought of him on the card and what his run. I mean, he's not main event. He's pretty much mid-card, but high mid-card. And you could see that they were teaming him with Snooker to begin with, and then they teamed him with Steamboat for a while. And he really didn't have any major losses for a long time. He would lose on primetime wrestling. His first real like TV loss was 228-1986 in Australia. They did the taping. It was Mr. Fuji and Morocco defeated King Tonga and S.G. Jones. Match went over 14 minutes. S.G. Jones eats the pin on that one, but really the first major loss on TV for King Tonga. So when 1986 is coming along, it's like, okay, we love this guy. What can we do with this guy? We've got to give him a bit of a push. Who do they put him on the card with? Who can he feud with? What about the man that just came off of a big feud with Hulk Hogan? And that is, of course, Big John Studd. With Haku and with King Tonga, you know, it's really his rookie year, I guess you could say. But he really made a name for himself in 86. And he body slams Big John Studd. That was on Championship Wrestling. And, of course, that was a part of the $15,000 body slam challenge. That really kind of got him over and put a name you know, on him. Really got him um, quite a bit of recognition that he was able to slam the giant Big John Studd. But, of course, Bobby the Brain Heenan refused to pay him. And, you know, obviously heel tactics there. And uh, kind of the rest is history. But an interesting little feud there for King Tonga. He has some matches against Macho Man. He takes the uh, losses by account out there. He also teams up with Siva Afi, and they lose to Big John Studd and King Kong Bundy at a few shows. There's a house show in Buffalo that's really interesting because it's Studd, Heenan, and Bundy defeats George Animal Steel, King Tonga, and Siva Afi in August of 86. So interesting kind of where, like where they're headed and, and what they're doing with him. When the Tonga kid comes in um, and really starts becoming more more on TV, they decide then, okay, let's put King Tonga and the Tonga Kid together and let's create the Islanders. Let's turn Haku heel and let's give him the name Haku. For a while, though, the Islanders were going to be managed by Bobby the Brain. But for a few, let's say a few weeks, they were known as King Tonga and the Tonga Kid. They eventually, of course, changed the names to Haku and Tama. And obviously it would still be Tonga Kid and Haku and and you know, King Tonga, a.k.a. Haku, but they decided a name change was in order and would fit the Islanders better, and they kind of, you know, went from there. I, I you know, obviously would like that King Tonga, Tonga Kid, it works, but not necessary. I, I like Haku and, and Tama better. The Islanders were obviously a, a great team, but they did have a, a lot of mixed success. They did win a $50,000 tag team battle royal in October of 86 at MSG. The real heel turn with Bobby the Brain Heenan actually came in 1987, and it was a match on WWE Superstars of Wrestling with the Can-Am Connection, which, of course, Tommy Zink and Rick the Model Martel. Well, before he was the model, but Rick Martel and Tom Zink. Um, Bobby the Brain Heenan announced he would have a new tag team, and everyone thought he was going to be introducing a brand-new team to the WWF. Instead, he showed up at ringside, and he became pretty obvious, or it became pretty obvious that his team was the Islanders. So good stuff there. Uh, there was a little bit of a feud between the Islanders and the connection. Zink, of course, then left WWF. Martel gets a new partner. Everyone knows it was Tito Santana. They form Strike Force. They continue the feud with the Islanders. And actually, when the Strike Force wins the WWF Tag Team Championships, the Islanders would feud with them over the belts 
for for quite a while. They also had a great, great feud with the British Bulldogs as well and had some terrific matches with them. Bobby the Brain Heenan, of course, infamously stole Matilda, the Bulldog of the Bulldogs, and kind of continued the feud there. They had a big six-man tag at WrestleMania four. The Islanders and Heenan, and Heenan, which is very funny, was wearing that attack dog outfit. They defeated the Bulldogs and Coco Beware. Heenan got the victory over Coco there. So really, he's kind of, as far as Haku, was really kind of raising his level and raising his stakes by, okay, he slams stud, then he turns heel, becomes the Islanders, joins Bobby the Brain Heenan, has a great feud with Strike Force, has a great feud with the British Bulldogs, has the WrestleMania four match, and they win. Yeah, Trump Plaza at WrestleMania four, and Bobby the Brain Heenan gets the pin there. So Ultimate Heat doing a great job there. Um, in 1988, obviously he's in the Heenan family, which is a great push, and he, you're, you're obviously somewhere high on the card because you're with Bobby the Brain Heenan. But Harley Race had a legitimate injury, and he obviously was King Harley Race at this point. So he has a match, or supposed to have a match with Hulk Hogan, and Haku was actually given Race's crown and robe instead, and christened almost rechristened King Haku, and they had a coronation ceremony. So it all kind of stemmed from Race having an injury, and then he becomes the king. So now he is King Haku, which is a great gimmick, and a, a gimmick that I just I loved, and it kind of fit him, and it made him higher up the card and took him from mid-card to upper mid-card, and kind of, you know, he'd brush up against the main events, and he'd be in some main events. But I loved the gimmick uh, of King Haku. Of course, King Haku would face the immortal Hulk Hogan on Saturday night's main event in October of 88. But before we get to that, I want to also mention they had some other matches leading into Saturday night's main event. So to, uh, August 2nd, 1988, Hulk Hogan defeated King Haku nine minutes on Wrestling Challenge. It was a dark match, and that was in Dayton, Ohio. They had a house show match in Toronto, Ontario on 9-18-88, where Hogan would defeat Haku there. Again, October of 88 in Oakland, Hogan defeats King Haku there. And this is on TV. It's on the Z channel. It's out there. So Hulk Hogan defeats Haku October 16th, 1988, Los Angeles, California. If you remember, we had the MSG and the MSG network here. Los Angeles and the Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena had the Z channel. So a lot of the matches were filmed and recorded and shown on TV over there in that market of Los Angeles. But Hogan gets the win, like I said, in just under nine minutes, October 24th, 1988, Hogan defeats Haku in Hershey, PA. And, of course, the big match I was talking about with Miss Elizabeth in the corner, 10-25-88, WBF Saturday night's main event number 17 in Baltimore, Maryland. Hulk Hogan defeats King Haku in a good one. Match goes about uh, 6 minutes, 30 seconds or so. It was taped on 10-25. The broadcast date, of course, was 10-29. The TV rating, and you're not going to believe this one, 8.7. So huge numbers for Haku and Hogan as far as that show is concerned. Then, of course, my favorite Survivor Series team with my favorite Survivor Series match of all time, 11-24-88, Richfield Coliseum in Richfield, Ohio, Hercules, Hillbilly Jim, Coco Beware, and the Mega Powers, Hulk Hogan, and Macho Man Randy Savage defeat Akeem, King Haku, Ted DiBiase, the Big Boss Man, and Red Rooster in about 30 minutes. Love this match. Love those teams. Love everything about it. Of course, the sole survivors are Hogan and Macho Man, and the last man that they defeat is King Haku. So he goes the, the distance there in losing to the Mega Powers in the end. They, of course, were part of Royal Rumble 1990 together, which was won by the Immortal Hulk Hogan. Hogan and the Boss Man defeat the Colossal Connection, which was an awesome team of Andre the Giant and Haku on 3-24-1990, the house show in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Again, they're part of Survivor Series again in 1990, Hartford, Connecticut, at the Hartford Civic Center. 
The Hulkamaniacs, Hogan, Duggan, Bossman, and Tugboat defeat the Natural Disasters, Dino Bravo, Earthquake, Haku, and the Barbarian about 15 minutes. Great match there. Of course, Hogan is the sole survivor. 1991 Survivor, uh, excuse me, Royal Rumble from Miami, Florida at the Miami Arena. 1991. Of course, Hogan wins that one. They have a 20-man battle royal on Saturday night's main event number 29 from Omaha, Nebraska. 4-15-91. Hogan and Haku are both in this battle royal, but Mr. Perfect ends up getting the win there. And, of course, they're both a part of the 1992 Royal Rumble together. 1-19-1992. Albany, New York. Ric Flair, of course, ends up winning that one. So not a big-time feud, but they did have a bunch of Survivor Series matches together and, of course, the big Saturday night's main event together. And it's just really kind of important to note that he was doing uh, pretty damn good as far as, like, where he was on the card. He's not necessarily main event, but he's not disrespected. So he is working main event. He is doing a hell of a job, and he is really, really respected and thought of very, very highly in the back. Just just want to quickly mention, of course. And, of course, he was part of the legendary Colossal Connection with Andre the Giant, and they won the WWF World Tag Team Championships, which was huge and obviously a big, big shining moment in his career. Great stuff there from Haku and from Andre the Giant with big, big-time fans of those guys in that team. Obviously, Andre couldn't move as well and kind of... You know, Haku is carrying the team, so to speak, but it was really just great to have them together. And the fact that Andre the Giant on a team and a tag team champion is just going to get noticed and you're immediately going to move up higher in the card and it's going to be very, very important. And you're going to have a great, great role as far as being together. And they defeated the Great Demolition, who was just an unbelievable tag team and had an unbelievable run. So it's like, okay, they beat Demolition on their second title run. Demolition hold it for 478 days, lose to Brainbusters, and they win it again. They hold it for 72. Colossal Connection holds it for about 109 days, and then they lose it back, of course, to Demolition at WrestleMania 6. I used to absolutely love the Colossal Connection, because anytime you get onto the Giant in a tag team, it just reeks of like having a big-time importance. And just so cool. And Haku being that guy, being the workhorse of the team, was just such a, a great team. I love that team. I love the feud with the uh, demolition. It was really, really good stuff there. Of course, also have to mention, just kind of rewinding just back, a little mini feud with Harley Race. And obviously, King Haku ends up getting the better of him at Royal Rumble 89. Kind of an underrated match. I really enjoy that. I really like that feud and like that match. Two of the most legitimate tough guys ever in the history of the business going at it one-on-one is very, very cool there. So really for Haku and his WWF run, it really ends in 1992. His last match was Royal Rumble 1992 before making his return, surprise return, back in 2001 at the Royal Rumble for the WWF. He did have a match in the war promotion in Japan where he lost to The Undertaker in about five minutes in 1992 in September, but that was really for the war promotion and technically not for the WWF, even though it was a joint show. He was paid by war at that point. Also, just want to note in 1991, as he's kind of making his exit in the WWF, he ends up having a feud with Greg Valentine, basically a house show feud. They end up losing there. He ends up having a bit of a feud with Bret Hart. Not really a feud, but a few matches and house show matches and stuff. And then Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich. All really losses on house shows for that. Of course, I have to mention the Heenan family. One of my favorite teams of all time, Haku and the Barbarian, teamed quite a bit. 
And of course, um, the really last time teaming together, they ended up beating Kato and Mr. Fuji in seven minutes, 30 seconds, seven, one That was on the MSG network from Madison square garden. So pretty damn good run. His last one-on-one match in the WWF during the Hogan era was a house show match against the legendary Tenru from Honolulu, Hawaii. Of course, Tenru gets the victory there. And like I mentioned, his last real match during the Hogan era was Royal Rumble 1992. What an awesome run for Haku in the WWF, really from 1985 to 1992 had quite a run. I think about that. I mean, that's a pretty lengthy run. Not a lot of guys can say they had an eight-year run like that in WBF and be a part of great tag teams, win the tag titles, be a king, feud with Hulk Hogan, do a lot of important things and have a really, really good role on the card. So really, I love the run there from Haku. Like I mentioned with Hulk Hogan and that feud, it was really kind of intermediary feud, really kind of a bridge feud while Hogan has kind of got his mega powers thing going on. But he was always believable. You can always put him in the main events. You could always put him high on the card. Always had that higher level of importance. So Haku really was a great wrestler, a great competitor, a legit tough guy, a legit shooter, a guy you could kind of put in any situation, whether it be mid-card, upper mid-card, or even a main event against Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage, and you'd buy it, and it'd be believable. Like I mentioned, I love the Colossal Connection. I love that he was King uh, King Haku, and I love the matches that he had with the Immortal Hulk Hogan, including my favorite Survivor Series match of all time, the Survivor Series 88. Of course, he was a part of Survivor Series 1990 as well in the semi-main event against Hogan's team there, too. I love the team of Haku and the Barbarian. Of course, everyone would know them as the faces of fear in a WCW. So he was a main part of the Heenan family for many years, which gave him a high you know, level on the card, high level of respect from the fans. He was also a great heel. Just loved Haku and loved what he was able to do. Go out of your way, watch the Saturday night's main event match against Hogan in 88, and watch the Survivor Series 88 match. You'll love both. You'll have a new appreciation for Haku for sure after this one. But let's head towards the plugs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website tmptempire.com and of course Patreon, patreon.com slash tmptempire. I'd like to thank everybody for listening. We'll see you right back here next week for the Hogan Era Podcast. We'll see you next week, folks. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You could follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You could check us out on Facebook. You could subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip, where the power lies brother. We're going to see an entrance by a king. And I would suggest yeah, there he is. A royal entrance. I'm a royal right. entrance, huh? This is the way that you would like to have been brought to the ring had you been worthy of this, right? Well, that's kind of the feeling I get, McMahon, as I scroll down Hollywood Boulevard on any given day. Oh, really? Yeah. There is King Haku being carried to the ring. A whole bunch of, uh, what you'd call them, attendants being led, of course, by Bobby the Brain Heenan. 
And by the way, Gene Okerlund certainly bringing out a very important fact. Bobby Heenan and his family have not exactly had a stellar evening thus far, have they? I would have to concur with that, McMahon. I agree with you on that. It has not been a good evening for the Braves family, but that could all change in a matter of moments, couldn't it? Sure, no question of that, but then again, if things continue, the King will lose the crown, and as the Hulkster said, he's going to be knocked off his throne. I can tell you one thing, the Hulkster is pumped. King Haku and all his regalness here. Look at this. I mean, you talk about pomp and circumstance. Wait a minute, Listen. McMahon. Let me interrupt here a second. I just got some word. What? I got word from Bobby the Brain himself that they are going to let me, not Gene Okerlund, not you or anybody else, do an exclusive interview with the Giant coming up later in the show. Well, right now, we're going to have an interview with someone perhaps even more important than the Giant. Let's take you back to the Hulkster. Well, Hulk, it's a pleasure to have you back on the main event, but I must inquire as to your physical condition after last week's incident with the big boss man. Well, I won't deny that the Hulkster's a little battered and I'm a little bruised, brother. But, boss man, you beat me like a dog, and every dog has his day. Well, then, given your physical state, is there any question about King Haku? Will he rule as King of the Ring tonight? No way, me, Gene. Heenan and Haku are going around telling all my Hulkamaniacs to bow down in servitude. Nobody tells my Hulkamaniacs what to do, and nobody should have to bow down to anybody. Tonight, I'm going to knock that king right off his throne. Wait a minute, Hulkster. What about the presence of Bobby Heenan? Does that concern you? Nothing concerns the Hulkster, me, Gene, when I have additional inspiration. Additional inspiration? <laughs> yes. The first lady of wrestling on loan from my mega power partner, Macho Man Randy Savage. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you, Mean Gene. Come on, Hulkster. We've got a date with royalty. Oh, oh, oh. Vince, I gotta tell you, all the kings and queens in history pale in comparison to those two. Let's get back to you. <laughs> all right, Becky Mean Gene, and truer words were never spoken. What a combination that is, Elizabeth. The manager of the Mega Powers, and here she comes, leading the Hulkster into the matchup. Yeah, seems a little peculiar to me, McMahon. Also, I've never seen Elizabeth without the Macho Man. I'm gonna find there's something peculiar going on here. Indeed, on loan from the Macho Man, Randy Savage, as the Hulkster stated, Elizabeth, the additional inspiration that the Hulkster could need here against King Haku. This should be an extraordinary match. That's right, he's gonna need every bit of inspiration because King Haku is a very, very dangerous man. He's just as powerful as Hogan, and I feel even a little more quick. Elizabeth holding the ropes, and the Hulkster says, no, 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 that's not the way we do it here. The Hulkster with the chivalry of a king holding the ropes for Elizabeth. Little departure there as well as the Hulkster again in the ring now, readying himself. Chivalry of a king, it looked more like a move of a peasant to me. The Hulkster, listen to this roar, Jesse. Oh, I hear it, McMahon, and I can tell you're just as excited. Indeed, the Hulkster has this capacity crowd on their feet. And as you brought out earlier, King Haku perhaps as powerful as the Hulkster. Many would say every bit is agile, maybe even more agile. This is going to be some matchup between these two. The Hulk, a little uh, word there for Elizabeth. Whispering in her ear. Elizabeth, the manager of record on the outside now, and Bobby the Brain Heenan should step to the outside as well. 
Well, that would give anyone additional inspiration, I can tell you that, Jesse. Are you inspired? Yes, I am. And always have been by Elizabeth. Oh, really? She's a charming woman. Absolutely charming. Beautiful is obvious, but really, really charming. Bright. She really knows. Oh, look at that! I think she a classifies as an airhead. In my a cheap shot by King Haku. Going to work with the Hulkster right away. And Hulk better look for some inspiration, Ooh. because I'll tell you what. Like I said before, this man, Haku, is dangerous. Indeed he is. And uses his feet almost as well as his hands. King Haku. To the midsection again of the mighty Hulkster. Ooh, to the throat area. King Haku is all over the Hulkster. Wow, I have never seen Haku this vicious. He bit him on the bridge of the nose. King Haku now ramming the head of the Hulkster to the buckle. The Hulkster, I don't think, was expecting any of this from the get-go. Look at that shot. Wow. And King Haku in control. Concerned Elizabeth looking on, but King Haku missing with that. The Hulkster back to his feet now. I think maybe that was a wake-up call for him. Hulk handling away. It's and again. Up. And again. Hulk now off the rope with another shot. Knocks the king down to the canvas. Look out, Heenan. It has not been a good night for Bobby Heenan. He almost saw stars a moment ago. And now the Hulkster Scratching. raking the fingers. Yes, well, you saw Haku do it to him earlier. Oh, I can't believe Hogan would lower himself to that level, McMahon. Haku coming off the ropes. Collision. First clothesline. The Hulkster with King Haku and Elizabeth applauding the effort of the Hulkster thus far. Nice elbow drop by the Hulkster. Oh, oh, oh my goodness, again. Raked his eyes. Say yes. it, McMahon. All right, he did. All right, this guy's breaking the rules worse than anybody I've seen in the world Not of wrestling. Not nearly as bad as Haku was earlier. Little retribution on the part of the Hulkster. He didn't looking on. Wait a minute, doing more than looking on. Come on, referee. He didn't try to take his ankle out there. Referee didn't see Heenan grab the ankle, but he's certainly seeing this. Oh, oh, they set the Hulkster up there. And Elizabeth certainly concerned as well as she should be. Well, see, that's the value between having a legitimate manager like Bobby Heenan and some mantelpiece like Elizabeth outside the ring. What good is she? Father's looking for inspiration. I know which of the two would inspire me. You wouldn't be looking for inspiration, man. You'd be looking for legs. Come on, Jesse, let's get back into the match here. The Hulkster trying to get out of this hole. King Haku applying more pressure. What Haku needs to do is kick him in the back of the knees and get him back off his feet again. Haku's lost. There's some leverage there with the Hulkster being taller than he is. Series of elbows in the midsection. Finally, oh, oh my. Used a little Hulk, Hulkster move right there. Rake to the eyes. All right. Haku to the roof. Hulkster goes downstairs. Haku coming right back off it. Oh, look at that maneuver. Double chop by King Haku. Oh, what a kick to the head. Wow, a vicious kick to the head of Hulk Hogan. Backs him outside. I love this. Just what I predicted. I told you Hogan took this guy too lightly. I told you Hogan thought he'd have a cakewalk through King Haku. He's finding out different right now, McMahon. The Hulkster. To the outside of the mat, the count continues, and Bobby Heenan taunting Hulk Hogan. I wonder why Elizabeth doesn't get over there and try to lift Hogan back into the ring, give him a little help. Come on, Jesse, get serious. The count was broken there as King Haku went over to get closer to Hulkster, and look at this. See what I said? Elizabeth is worthless. She is worthless outside as a manager. Bobby the Brain Heenan is telling King Haku to deliver a chop, I think, but he can't. Hulkster's not in very good position he's here. He's imploring him to. Heenan's screaming Hulkster at him. Hulkster's standing up. He's going to have a clean shot at him now. 
Here comes Kiyoku. Oh, Hulk, 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 hit him into the blow. Oh, Hulkster, Smith, Keenan right in front of him. that chopping and knocked Bobby Heenan for a loop. The Hulkster knew what he was doing all along. Oh, wait a minute. Heenan down. The Hulkster in the ring with a crown on his head. So he what? is the king. For what? He hasn't won a match. He hasn't pinned anybody. All he did was pull a manager in front of Haku, and he could claim the crown on that. Indeed not. He wants to earn the crown just like he's earned everything in the World Wrestling Federation. But Bobby Heenan has earned something. What a horrible night for Bobby the Brain Heenan. Heenan looks like he's going to be escorted back to the dressing room area. Oh, boy, a bad night for Bobby. The Hulkster, the aggressor now. Ooh, with a series of elbows, the right hand, the Hulkster pouring it on, King Haku. You know, McMahon, i got to agree with you. This hasn't been one of Bobby Heenan's better nights. Indeed, not the Hulkster. But a win by Haku sure could change that quickly. Very quickly. Elizabeth a little concerned now. The Hulkster's doing so well. He's going to have his problems after that. She's more than a little concerned. She better be really concerned. Haku. And the Hulkster get back to his feet and then starting in the chest area and again. Well, that's a mistake on Haku. Don't taunt Hogan. Just deliver the punishment to him. King Haku with a double chop. Haku setting up the Hulkster for perhaps now a suplex. Here we go. And look at the strength of that man. I mean, Hogan's what? 308 pounds? And a two, and Hulkster being able to kick out of that. The Hulkster. Maybe with the inspiration he spoke of earlier on. The Hulkster now shaking his head. No. Almost impervious to those blows. Back to his feet. The Hulkster's really getting himself up. Look at that, Jesse. Haku needs to kick him. Stop punching him and kick him. That's blocking a punch by the Hulkster and again. Hulk winding up. Hulk now with King Haku. Whips him to the ropes. Dolphin. Yeah, the foot right to the side of the head. Hulkster off the ropes. Up. Away. He hit it. Across the chest. One, two, three. Yes. I don't think that would have happened if Heenan would have been out there for the total match. Hulk Hogan. Victorious are smiling Elizabeth, the additional inspiration that Hulk Hogan perhaps needed. Hogan into the ring, Elizabeth. Listen to me, fan. It's so sweet, McMahon. It just brings a tear to my eye, doesn't it to you? Hogster taking it into the paper. He's never looked better. Hulk Hogan, victorious. Take a look at the ego. It's never been bigger. Maybe not, but at least it's justified. Oh, look at this. Elizabeth leading the Hulkster now. Take a look at that. 24 inches. You wish your arms were half that big in your heyday. The Hulkster pouring it on. You can't get to me, McMahon. I'm a movie star. Yeah. And again, Elizabeth is getting to these fans. That's for sure. What a beautiful woman. What inspiration, Jesse. Why doesn't Elizabeth pose? I think she is in her own way. She poses just by being there. Look at that. There are two, Elizabeth. Let's try this side. Yeah, it's a turn. much longer, McMahon, do I have to put up with this? I'm loving it. Hulk Hogan with a tremendous victory over one of the premier athletes in the World Wrestling Federation, King Haku, from behind. Wait a minute. Hulk's back there. to right up. Didn't even expect it. Hulk with Elizabeth on his shoulder. Take a look at that. What a show of strength that was on the part of Hogan, picking up that 102 pounds. 
And as BG said earlier on, how the kings and queens of the past pale in comparison to these two. Let's take you back to BG. Hulk Hogan, a real American. And of course, this is part of Coliseum Video's Collector Series from the World Wrestling Federation.